Welcome to BIPAC News on the Jewish TV channel, where Israel and the diaspora unite to take bipartisan action against anti-Semitism, against the AIM syndrome, anti-Semitism, Israel phobia, and miseducation. I'm Laura Kessler, and today I'm joined by our Jerusalem correspondent, Danny Rakoff. Welcome, Danny. How are you doing, and how are Israelis coping with these horrendous days? Hi, Laura. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. Um, listen, I mean, as of not so long ago, within the past half an hour, and we're uh, we're going into Shabbat, where everything is obviously closing down, there have been um, alarms and warnings of missiles over the Sharon area, the central area, Tel Aviv. So it's certainly, you know, very stressful and worrying. I would say where I am specifically, thank goodness, hasn't had any alarms now since Saturday last week. So um, I'm just outside Jerusalem. So um, as far as the stress on us, people are finding different ways of coping with it, you know, the average citizen, and helping their kids engage in all kinds of meaningful projects and support. I could give you an example of my own kids, whether it's B'nai Akiva or any of the youth movements that kids belong to. Uh, mine are with Ezra and B'nai Akiva. They are writing letters to soldiers and sending gift packs and doing an array of you know, acts of kindness and support for the, for the soldiers, who in many cases are there. Yeah, in many cases are their fathers and their brothers and sisters, you know. So, um, right. um, so yeah, that's uh, that's really how people are in in one way coping and managing. They're young diplomats, um, and they're yeah. very engaged with this war right now, as far as creating medical packaging and uh, a variation of stuff to uh, to send to to the soldiers. That's bittersweet to hear, but I'm glad they're doing well. I know this is now the second or if not third generation of kids that are used to just running into bomb shelters and it's affecting entire families. It's hard for us to imagine. Your warfare is existential, whereas ours is psychological with the day of rage we're having. But, you know, a lot of people have been wondering where the breakdown occurred and I just wonder how the sensors on that fence could have failed and if foreign state actors were involved as part of some larger geopolitical strategy. What are you hearing? Well, listen, firstly, there are a lot of rumors and unsubstantiated accusations being thrown around. We don't really know what the citizen, what we what we are hearing, the grapevine and what's coming out in the news, that seems to be the possibility of uh, the high likelihood of Iranian involvement. But as far as the public goes, we haven't seen any evidence of it as of yet. That doesn't mean they don't have it. It doesn't mean that they do have it. I, I, I don't know. Um, but um, there's certainly uh, funding that has taken place down the years for Hamas on the Iranian regime training and uh, support. And one of the concerns is that the actual attack that took place on the Gaza border into the Gaza envelope of Jewish settlements in Kibbutzim was that um, that plan was initially the construction and the strategy of Hezbollah in the north. In other words, Israel was expecting an attack that took place in the north, and uh, the surprise was it came in the south. But the strategy and the training seems to have been very much uh, based on Hezbollah's uh, strategy. 
So that is definitely a, an obvious finger that um, people are suspicious about. Um, I'm trying to be cautious here because I certainly am not in the position to um, report on anything I'm not aware of as a member of the public, basically. What is the impact of the political division in Israel over the last six months on the war and the nation now? Well, amazingly, um, it seems to be, I mean, there's, there's still murmurs. You know, if you go on social media and uh, you look at certain small segments of the population, there's still murmurs and references to it. But primarily, it's been put on the back burner. It's disappeared in a time of crisis, in a time of uh, catastrophe, in a time of war. As always, when Israel is under attack, whether it was in the Yishuv days, you know, pre-1948, or whether it was 1948 onwards, Israel has always had the characteristic of uniting in a very, very powerful manner that's quite inspiring to see. There is absolute great unity at the moment. People are sharing the same experience across the board, whether they're religious or secular or left-wing or right-wing. We're all uh, under fire, and we all have family who are under fire. There are very few Israelis with our population taking into account the losses that have taken place um, that isn't affected by uh, direct knowledge or contact with death right now, whether it's one's own immediate family or extended family or friends, children of friends. Um, funerals are going on every day and have been this whole week with uh, burials of those who were massacred and soldiers, of course, who have uh, fallen in combat already, trying to secure the southern border and clear out the Hamas terrorists that were still inside uh, Israeli territory. So there are many reasons to be unified, you know, but, but not just the unification of a common human reaction to danger. There's something far deeper here and far more powerful than that, because I think that it's uh, in the DNA of the Jewish people, the memory and the understanding of butchery like this taking place over the past, you know, two centuries. Um, you know, what we saw in uh, the villages and kibbutzim around Gaza were scenes that we haven't seen since the end of the Second World War. You know, they scenes that uh, we're familiar with from the Crusades and the uh, Arab invasion of Palestine at the time and, of course, the Inquisitions and the pogroms and the Holocaust. You know, we've, we've, we have that imagery implanted inside our DNA as a Jewish people collectively. And uh, I think that one of the amazing things is that international diaspora Jewish embrace of Israel and, embrace, and Israel's embrace of it. If anything um, positive is to be seen in this very dark time. Yes, there's been tremendous support despite some of the negative things we're also hearing. We want you to know that there is also tremendous support coming from over here. If if another front opens on the northern border with Hezbollah out of Lebanon, how do you think Israel will defend itself on two or three fronts? Well, that's a a very concerning question on everyone's mind. Um, It's not an unprepared front. In other words... It's not a scenario that Israel hasn't been preparing for. They certainly have. 
And the military have been looking at the scenario for a number of years already. Um, and for those who follow the press in Israel and who follow the news very closely, uh, many details of that have been made public in what Israel potentially could face if specifically the Northern Front opens up with Hezbollah launching an attack, which is a very different scenario to what we're facing right now. Uh, I think the public is aware of that, and we dread that scenario taking place. But we're not in control of that. We certainly aren't. These people are very clear in their design and their purpose. Um, and I don't think uh, there's any naivety in Israel right now across the board in what we're facing. Do Israelis feel that Biden is doing enough and stepping up enough? I think Israelis um, that I speak to are absolutely blown away by the support that Biden and the United States are showing and giving to Israel. Uh, in fact, uh, there are many people who are calling it a miracle. An actual, you know, they, they think it's almost like um, a spiritual revelation of God's hand in human events. Because having the United States as an ally and an active backer in a situation of war which potentially is as dangerous as the Yom Kippur War and the War of 48, where Israel's very existence was questionable at certain points. Um, if we engage with Hezbollah and Iran, it would be an almost impossible challenge to overcome without the United States. And with the United States, it becomes very obvious and feasible to Israelis that we would be able to handle the war front very differently. Mm -hmm. And what specific support do you think is going to be the most important? Coming from the United States, I that think the most important is the steadfast threat that the might of the United States military is prepared to engage um, under certain circumstances against the enemies of Israel who wish our destruction. And I think that gives Iran and Hezbollah pause to consider whether it's worth their while to enter the spray. And that's a huge advantage to Israel. It's also a, a very practical shield for Israel if they do engage, because uh, with them as our military allies, we stand a tremendous, tremendous chance of an unimaginable victory. I mean, the United States has the most powerful military force on the face of the earth and they've sent aircraft carriers with, with jets on them uh, i mean it's that you know mm -hmm. it's, uh, it's an overwhelming level of support yeah and lastly what would you like people in north america to know that we might not know and how can jews in the diaspora and non-jews who are very much supporting israel right now how can they support israel at this time well i think you know, if, if I can say anything about what I've seen on social media and, and stuff, I've seen people giving of themselves in incredible ways from outside Israel. I think that for many people in Israel, prayer is important. I think it's incredibly important that amongst Jews, you know, people are giving expression to their tradition, to their identity, to their unity, and expressing it through you know, the Jewish tradition. Uh, for many Gentiles, Christians, I imagine it's the same thing. And all of that is appreciated and it counts and it, it's of value. 
So, um, you know, beyond that, people engaging in voluntary work in their own communities or within the Jewish community, uh, supporting Jewish communities abroad, um, and battling on social media as well. You know, when you hear the vile Jew hatred and the lies, especially in the coming days, because Israel is going to have to do some very, very tough, harsh things in order to come out of this battle, this war, victorious without having a threat that is prepared to annihilate us. And those are hard choices, but there's choices based on survival. And I do believe that, unfortunately, horrifically, many Palestinians are going to be hurt. And um, when those visuals take place on television screens and social media around the world, I'm not sure the support from standing governments will have the stomach for that, let alone the Israeli public, uh, but we have no choice, as I said. So the, the tide of support for Israel can turn as well. I want people to remember, my message is, remember what happened on Saturday, Shabbat Simchat Torah, and remember that we are not doing this by choice. And these are vicious enemies that usually use human beings as defensive shields and surround themselves with civilians. And um, to keep strong, to keep strong just like the people within Israel, to keep strong and to be hopeful and uh, believe in the destiny of the Jewish people and that we are equipped as a people with unity to overcome anything thrown at us, including several fronts all over the world and all at once. We are a remarkably, remarkably strong people with a tenaciousness that has proven itself over centuries. So let's keep doing what we're good at and make our way through this hopefully in a, in a strong and a shalem in a whole way with victory on the other side. What else can I say? That's my thought. Danny Rakos, thank you for joining us today, and welcome to the Jewish TV channel BIPAC News Team. Uh, we look forward yes. to hearing a lot more from you in the coming future. There's so much more we'll be discussing, but as for now, stay safe, my friend. Thank you so much, Laura. I really appreciate it, and um, I look forward to speaking to you shortly and hopefully um, under better circumstances. Well, that's it for this episode. Thanks again for joining us, and please stay connected for future updates. You can subscribe at jewishtvchannel.com and follow us on social media. For those able, please help us deliver more programming like this by sponsoring an episode or making a donation. Any amount helps. For BIPAC News from the Jewish TV Channel, I'm Laura Kessler. Shabbat Shalom, and stay safe. <laughs>